You're now listening to Life is Christian Podcast, and I am your host, Charlotte Rutherford. Life is Christian is a safe space for believers and followers of Christ to share their experiences. Here on this podcast, we will be discussing our own personal struggles with walking in faith. We will also be sharing with you some practical tips on how to overcome these challenges. Let's get into today's show. On today's episode of Life is Christian, I will be speaking with Pastor Dominic Nti, more fondly known as Pastor D or Pastor Dom. He is a senior pastor of Dream Nation Church in Toronto, Canada. He is a singer, songwriter, producer, entrepreneur, overall, just a man chasing after God's own heart. On today's episode, he shares his personal struggle of accepting his calling and coming into ministry. We will start this episode off with Pastor D defining what life as Christian means to him. So when you hear the phrase life as Christian, what does that mean to you? Uh, life as a Christian, uh, simply put, is just, you know, trying to emulate Jesus Christ. Uh, we as disciples of Jesus Christ, we, we want, we've been taught a lot of things. We've been given a lot of instructions in the scripture that we're supposed to do the best that we can to live by. Uh, so pretty much for me, life as a Christian, that's what it's all about, following the precepts, the instructions, the examples that God has given us through His Holy Word. Okay. So, um, as you've mentioned that life as Christian means, you know, following the footsteps of Jesus Christ and some of the instructions that He has given to us. So, based on the instructions that He has given to us, can you tell us one area that you have struggled with in your walk with Christ? Ah, the struggle, the struggle is a lot. It's a lot of struggles as a believer because understanding that we live in this flesh and as David puts it, we were born into sin, shaped in iniquity. So the the daily life of the believer, the struggle is there every day. So the Apostle Paul puts it this way. uh, You have to, you know, run to, it's like a race. You have to run, uh, focus on the prize and win that prize. Uh, but for me, the, the significant, most significant one was, if I were to put it, <clears throat> um, and maybe I may share one or two, I would start with my calling. When, ever since I got saved, I knew that God had called me into ministry to uh, pastor and through my journey experiences, planting churches here and there. But it was very challenging for me because as you get closer to in ministry, as you grow in ministry, you see a lot of things, uh, whether it is being close to leadership, you know, going through the politics of ministry, uh, dealing with people, all kinds of people. Uh, for the longest time, I said, no, God, this is not for me. I'm not going to pastor. I'm not going to do this. Um, my thing is singing. You know, I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick to the singing part. That's easy. I have to go. If I have to go sing somewhere, I sing and I'm out. I don't have to deal with anybody, no personalities. Um, so for the longest time, I, I hit, you know, in, in the shadows for a bit. But it got to a point where, you know, I felt like I had a Jonah experience where you can't run away from God. It doesn't matter what you do. He bring you down to your knees for you to fulfill what he's called you to do. So, uh, you know, that was from moving from, okay, God, now I totally surrender. I'm going to do this. Then the next step is like, how do you come out from where you are? Because then you have to deal with the emotions, both the emotions of the ridicule of people, you know, who do you think you are and how did God call you and all these other craziness. Um, but as far as, you know, re- responding to your question, how did I overcome it? I think the most important thing that helped me was you know, staying focused and just really trusting God's word. 
uh, it doesn't matter what people think or say. You always have to learn to obey the word, the word of God, what you heard, and just stick to that. It may not seem pretty, it may not feel good, but eventually um, you'll be all right. And even upon responding to the call, has it been easy? No, it hasn't been. Uh, have I had thoughts of quitting? Yes, many times. But what keeps me going? Because God said it. Amen. I know you also mentioned, you know, responding to people saying, how did, how do you know that was your calling? Can you just share with us, you know, an example of how you may have responded to these people? Um, as far as responding to people, I, I think one of the things that helped me the most was not even responding to people. Some, 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 some behaviors doesn't require or deserve a response. <laughs> and I think, I think as believers, if we learn to do that, uh, we'll be a lot more, we'll, we'll be much better. Um, it's, it's a waste of time, waste of energy trying to prove yourself to people or respond to people. It, it, it makes no sense. Um, as I've always said, people always know you from where, where you left them off at. So let me give you an example. Uh, my journey did not start when I came to Canada. I moved to Canada in, two, in the year 2000. Prior to that, God had been taking me through a series of journeys and going on adventure with him. Um, so people don't know that in boarding school for three years, every morning I will stand in front of my class and preach to them to repent before the teacher comes in to teach. Eight o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm preaching because the teacher is going to come by 8.30, for three years. And for me, that was God preparing me for what's ahead. I didn't even know the magnitude of what, what that was going to look like, right? I don't need to be proven to people and telling them my whole life history of where I've been or where God has taken me. Mm-hmm. It's up to them. I don't need to prove nothing to them. But I have this within myself that I heard the voice of God. So back to your question again, I don't think people really, uh, some people, yeah, you can share your experience, but I think for naysayers, they don't they don't deserve your response. I agree. It's just like going through the book of Nehemiah, and we notice how Nehemiah responds to Sambala and Tobiah. Half the times he doesn't even address them. He just takes it directly to God in prayer. So that's a great example of how you would respond or, you know, just to encourage somebody of how they should respond to all the naysayers and the negative people that are out there. Jesus also did it very well when he stood before Pilate. You know, he didn't have to give a response. He didn't have to defend himself. I've always said it, that God doesn't need us to defend him. He's God all by himself. He can do it all. And I think sometimes we go the extra mile to the point. You know, I, I know in Christendom we talk about defending the faith and all of that stuff. To to a degree, I, I feel like sometimes when we, we, we're doing the work of God, God does, doesn't need anyone to defend him. Amen. You <laughs> say this God that we serve is that big and sovereign. He doesn't need nobody to defend him. He can do it by himself. All we got to do is to be obedient and be in alignment with his word. We're good. That's it. He says we didn't give him counsel, right? We can't give him counsel. Okay. So you mentioned preaching in boarding school. So was this boarding school uh, like a Catholic boarding school or was it just like a regular um, non-religious boarding school? was actually a Catholic boarding school. Uh, funny thing is I was born and raised Catholic uh, and I got saved in a Catholic school as a, 
<laughs> Protestant, <laughs> you know, off money. But they allowed they allowed other uh, denominations to meet. So I was part of the uh, Scripture Union. Um, I, I never forget December 17, 1994. It was the end of the year, and they had an, an all night. And I went and, you know, gave my life to the Lord. And that's basically where the journey started. But prior to that, I had had a few experiences. Um, of course, I think my first day that I went on campus, I heard of this gory scene, uh, accident that happened to somebody. And somebody described it to me. Uh, this person was hit by a car and everything. And it put me into a mode of depression um, and having suicidal thoughts. And, you know, after school, I would go sit in the church. And I had a friend, a good friend of mine. Uh, he one time he walked in there and he saw me crying. He's like, "What's wrong?" I shared with him. He invited me to come out to one of the meetings on the Saturday on the weekend. I went, and uh, the journey started from there. Had a few supernatural experiences here and there, um, just to affirm what God was doing in my life. And I just had to kind of, uh, you know, give in to what God was doing. And um, those, I, I, I believe, those were the significant days in my walk of what shaped me to become who I was. Uh, as far as, you know, my love for prayer and fasting and seeking God, because I've experienced the, the power of God firsthand in my life. So, yeah, it was definitely a Catholic school. So you also mentioned having a Jonah experience. Would you be able to share anything that happened within that experience with us? Um, you know, when, when you try to run away from God, you can do all you can. But... God will put you in situations where you come to realize that you have no other choice but to give in to God. As I had mentioned, yeah, I want to do music. I want to sing. I was trying to climb the corporate ladder, but nothing, there was no sense of fulfillment in it. God sending people your way and you have no other option but to witness to them. Um, and I think it became more evident over the last few years that it didn't matter what I, you know, what I do, I, there's no sense of joy or happiness unless I fulfill the call of God in my life. Amen. You know, so whether it's you know position, titles, climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, my my last gig that I did for uh, one of the four, top Fortune 500 companies in, in, in Canada, I will walk in the office and I feel empty. Money is good and great and all, but I, it's, it's it wasn't it. And since then, there have been a lot of times where I've been approached with a lot of opportunities. And I'm saying, no, I'm not doing it. Money is good, but does that fulfill? Does that satisfy your soul? And for me, I've come to realize the only thing that will satisfy my soul is just being obedient to uh, the calm of God in my life and just uh, glorifying his name. If you had to leave a final word just to encourage somebody that God has called into ministry, what would those words be? Uh, the words will be uh, get over your fears and just obey God, because I think oftentimes we worry uh, what the journey is going to look like, because truly and <laughs> truly speaking, a journey with God is an adventure. You never know what's ahead. But all that we know is that he has good plans and thoughts uh, concerning us. So if God has called you into ministry, just obey his word. The other thing that you're going to face with is opposition. I think you've actually shared that. In your uh, episodes on Nehemiah, you definitely face oppositions every now and then with people. But you need to understand that whatever you do, you're not doing it to please men, but God. So if you allow people to move you or control your actions, I, I'm sorry to say, I don't think you are really saved. 
and you need to check your heart, your, your position with God if you're truly saved. Um, so, you know, obey God's voice, get delivered from people. That is critical. Don't try to be a people's please. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, if you if you try to become a people please, that you are not saved. Right. Um, so that's important. And stay focused. The, 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 there may be challenges uh, here and there, but stay focused. Um, whether it be financial, whether it be people, whether it be temptations, um, all of that comes with a package. There, there's never an end to it. And I don't think until Jesus returns, a believer will come to a point to say, you know what, I've overcome all of my struggles and my challenges. However, we can say, you know what, I thank God that I'm not where I used to be. We can see the progress. Amen. Amen. One last thing before I let you go. Is there a scripture that you would share just to encourage somebody this week? Uh, a scripture to share, to encourage someone. Um, I, it's a favorite one. And I, you probably hear me say this all the time. The Apostle Paul says that we are only ambassadors of Christ. We are passing through this world. We are only strangers. Um, always you know, have it at the back of your mind that this world is not yours. You don't, you don't belong to this world. Sooner or later, we will be taken away. Uh, whether it is, you know, the Lord returning or, you know, him taking away the, the bread that he lends us every day. So we always have to make sure that we maximize the Bible so we should redeem the time uh, for the time is short. Redeem the time, understand that this is not your home, and strive to uh, please God at all times. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing those powerful words with us and these words of encouragement. I definitely know that somebody out there is going through that same struggle, you know, because God's called us all to do many things in his kingdom. And a lot of times we doubt or we question the calling that God has for us. So many times we try to run away from what God has asked us to do, right? Just like Jonah, <laughs> you shared your um, Jonah experience. So, you know, uh, I would just, like you said, encourage somebody just to know that you know, if God has called you, he would make a way. Don't answer, don't respond to the naysayers. Just take it back to God and leave it in his hands because he doesn't need our help to do anything at all. He is God all by himself. So with that said, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this episode this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out to just come and share and impart with us um, your experience just so that we can all continue to walk this journey in faith and be encouraged. Amen. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'd love to come back again to share more. As I mentioned, it's just a whole lot of experiences. I, I don't think it, it's, uh, it's fair to people to just hear a bit of it because sometimes I think if we just condense it to just one, we cause other people to think that, hey, you know what, this, I've arrived and I got it all together. No, uh, it's a daily, constant barrage of stuff that's being thrown at us. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And you're right. And that's exactly why I wanted to do this podcast, just because we all go through so much every single day, like every single day, there is something <laughs> and nobody has arrived. Even the person that you think has arrived, like they have not made it. <laughs> they have not made it. We're all struggling going through something. So I will definitely have you back. You've heard me say time and time again, if you go to a church and the pastor makes you think that they're an angel, run for your life. 
You have heard the word, no one is perfect. Your pastor is not an angel. The pastor is struggling the same way that you're struggling. The struggle may just be different in addition to the fact that the pastor is more mature in the faith. Therefore, they can handle the weight of the cross a little bit easier than you can. Thank you so much for being a part of today's episode, and I definitely look forward to having you back in the future. To all the listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you were blessed. Until next time, be encouraged, be inspired, and be blessed.